Now, C.J. McCollum is out for your New Orleans Pelicans. Time for Jonas Valanciunas to step up, plus other changes they need to make in tonight's game. It's the Friday edition of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday, final show of the week. Thank God, right? Thank God we're almost done here. This has been an unfun week for Pelicans fans. Coming off... A really fun weekend, destroying the Utah Jazz. Fourth straight win for New Orleans. Oh, that did a 180 rather quickly. Thank you, though, for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube five days a week. No paywall or anything like that. Covering the good and the not so good. The bad news here uh, whenever it comes to the Pelicans. So the good and the bad, we, ha- we are here five days a week for you all. So new bad news. <laughs> like, at this point... You know, I always joke, and I've I've actually made this phone call before for an article I wrote for the Gambit that was never published by them. Of you know, we about once a year things just go so poorly for a New Orleans sports team. You need to call like a voodoo priestess to ask like, what should the team do? There is one, um, Madam Cinnamon Black, by the way, who's been quoted in numerous sports articles about what that team should do to exercise the bad juju around the team. And there's a ton. <laughs> Around the Pelicans right now. No Brandon Ingram. We already know that. And now no CJ McCollum. He's entering in health and safety protocols. I don't know if this means he has COVID or if it's just a contact tracing thing. Um, or he had an exposure. What it sounds like it's more he probably has it, but is I don't hopefully asymptomatic. We hope that he's okay, obviously. That can still be scary. He's the only player in health and safety protocols right now in the NBA, actually. There's a couple ways you can come out. Usually the quickest is five days. So five days from Thursday is when he would be potentially eligible to return, which means one, two, three, four. He could potentially play Tuesday, potentially play Tuesday against the Phoenix Suns. I, I don't have much. I re- like, I really don't have much on this one. Just, you kidding, right? This is, it's funny. I went on uh, Matt Moscona's show on ESPN 100.3 in New Orleans, 104.5 in Baton Rouge. <laughs> I love that dude. He's a fun guy, right? He always asks me on there, you know, should I start to care about the Pelicans? Is this the year I should start caring? Should I be looking forward to the future? And I always answer yes. We, I, I joked with him that we made a graphic about it. I think Andrew Smith did, and I got to ask him if he still has it. It was like, should you care about the Pelicans? Like, should you emotionally invest into the Pelicans? And I always say yes, and we talked about this last week, this week, it all blurs together at a period of time, when I was talking about like why people don't show up to the arena and things like that. Um, you know, they start to get good. Four-game winning streak. We are going to pack the Smoothie King Center. Well, now they're on a three-game losing streak, including a bad home loss to the Orlando Magic, and now they're without their two best players that have actually played this season. Three, if you count Zion overall. 
Anytime they start to build some forward momentum in the short term, in the long term, they kind of face plant. Some of this is their own fault. Some of it is this where just freak injuries happen and COVID happens because that's still a thing. So this one is not their fault. But like the year after they swept the Portland Trailblazers, you know, the stuff with Anthony Davis finally came to a head. They face planted on that. Happens every time. You know, if they were winning a little bit more, this game tonight against the Charlotte Hornets, LaMelo Ball is a fun, exciting player to go watch, would probably be packed. But now, probably not. There's probably other things you want to do on a Friday night. I can tell you, yesterday's show was like the least listened to of the past like three months. Coming off a three-game losing streak and an injury news. No one, you know, you kind of tune out with that. You've got to be able to win at a high level long enough so that when you do hit these valleys, Okay, your base is still there because they know it's going to come back. People don't know if they're going to go back on the upswing, even though I think they will. I'm, I'm optimistic that they'll still be able to get into the 10th seed into the playing tournament because, frankly, the teams around them are just bad. Like, the Lakers are garbage, and LeBron clearly is just snap padding but doesn't really want to win. I don't think he wants to get into the postseason. I think he just wants this season to stop. Kings are still the Kangs. You know, San Antonio is not all that good, and Portland certainly doesn't want to win games. So... Despite it being like, come on, this team's cursed, we hate this, blah, blah, blah. They're still actually in a good spot. And that's why in yesterday's show, despite the red on the background, I wasn't actually that upset. Like, it's fine. It sucks. I'm annoyed by it, certainly. But they're still in a good position to make the postseason. So there's plenty of reason to actually be emotionally invested and to care about this team and feel good about it. And, you know, I don't know, maybe listen to Locked On Pelicans every day or something like that. Um, if I can be self-serving here. All right, coming up next, let's talk Giannis Valanciunas because he's the key going forward for this team, and this is a really good opportunity for him. This game against the Charlotte Hornets is one where he can really start to build some rhythm. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. It's that time of year again as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. So for the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. And in fact, BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's a one-stop shop. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. They play the sport it's televised, you're going to be able to get the action on it over at betonline.net. So go to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to get there to learn more about the trends and the action. Betonline.net, betonline where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. It's kind of a weird, weird, fun game. Biggest game of the season in a sense of Brooklyn versus Philadelphia. James Harden, Ben Simmons, all of that drama there. You're not going to get the context of what went on and everything that happened from a box score. You need to listen to a show with the local experts breaking it down for you, doing it in like a minute or less per side. Lockdown Now does it. Get it wherever you get your podcast. And it's on YouTube, too. All right. So, <laughs> right? Like, laughter is a defense mechanism for, for, for everything that's going on with the team right now. So, no CJ McCollum, no Brandon Ingram. So now, so now what? So the answer is Jonas Valanciunas. We saw him really start to establish himself in the second half of the game against the Orlando Magic. He was weirdly tentative in the first. He was just off and things weren't working well, but he wasn't nearly as aggressive as he should have been. Well, when he became aggressive in the second half, 26 points. 
he was dominating. He really he knows how good he is. He's a good center. Like he's a good center. You need to see that in this game in particular. You're going to probably need to see it against Houston on Sunday too and he can certainly do that. But Charlotte, who is on a two-game losing streak and went through a has basically been bad. They've won four games since January 1st. Is that right? Yeah, they've won no, sorry, since February 1st. They've won four games. That would have been really bad. Since February, they've won four games. That's not great. This is not a particularly good team right now, and it doesn't even look like they really want to be there. They're having some coaching issues. They're having players who aren't motivated. They just don't want to seem to be there at all. But they've had a glaring hole on their roster for a while now, and that is the center position. They really wanted to try and fix that this past offseason, and they haven't. Their centers are Mason Plumley, Nick Richards, Kai Jones, and Montrez Harrell. And Harrell, kind of a different type of player, right? That's not, not good. Mason Plumley, their starting center playing 25 minutes per game, is averaging 6.5 points per and 8 rebounds. He's not good. He's not good defensively either. So if there ever was a game where Jonas Valanciunas needs to be the focal point, it's on the team with probably the worst center situation in the league. So Jonas needs to be the focal point of this game. He needs to be getting down low and establishing position, turning his back to his defender to be able to use those long arms and his whole body to get all of the passes, eat them all up, and then just turn around and score over the dude. He can do this. And if there was ever a better time to like get it going, it's this one. He needs to be aggressive. More importantly, and this will tie into something I want to talk about in the next segment, some other changes they need to make for this game, you need to be able to get him the ball. And this is going to be on the Pelicans' guards. Maybe that means you need to make a, a lineup change. Because entry passes historically have been bad for New Orleans, but you need someone to get Jonas Valanciunas the ball. I don't know if that's going to be Devontae Graham. I don't know. That's certainly not going to be Tony Snell, right? Like, that's not what he does. You need to find ways and creative ways to make sure he can get the ball in a good position to be able to go out and score. He is the key to this one. He's going to be the key to the game on Sunday. If he can get 30, you're going to feel really good about New Orleans being able to win these games. And they desperately need to pick up one of these next two, I'd say. Again, they'll be fine. They will be fine long-term right now, I think, because, again, you'll get Brandon Ingram back. You'll get C.J. McCollum back. The schedule eases up. It's the 26th easiest going forward from now. But don't drop winnable games. And this is most definitely a winnable game for New Orleans. But Jonas Valanciunas is the key. There's, like, no other real keys to this game. It's literally Jonas. Get him the ball. Let him cook. And they should actually be okay in this one because the center position for the Charlotte Hornets is bad. All right. They do need to make a couple of other changes, though. Coming up, let's talk about what that is going to be here in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. I'm trying to eat healthier this year. Big time. Try and cut out like some of the Uber Eats meals and all that kind of like processed food and things like that. Built Bar is my like secret weapon on this thing. These are, uh, you know, they're healthy for you. They're made with strong, like good ingredients. And I love eating one of these for lunch instead of like a big heavy meal, instead of ordering like a long foot long sandwich or something like that and feeling weighted down by all the carbs and everything in that. 
I ate a Built Bar instead and I feel really good. And when you go to look at Built.com and check out the macros on these 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. And I'm not even like dreading this during lunch. You know, when sometimes it's like, oh, I got to eat healthy and this food's going to suck. No, these things are awesome. They taste like candy bars, except they're good for you. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So whenever I have those sugar cravings, take a bite of one of these. Kind of helps with all of that while keeping you on track and on the goals that you want. They also have these puff bars that are protein-infused marshmallow. They're light, they're airy. It's like nothing you've ever tried before in a protein bar, which are usually like very dense, right? Kind of hard, tough to chew through and everything like that. Built Bars, not at all. If you're taking a protein bar, if you're eating one before or after a workout, whether it's you know l- during lunch like me or for breakfast, something along those lines, you've got to give Built Bar a try. You're going to end up choosing this over the one that you've been choosing the entirety of the time. Delicious flavors. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, coconut brownie chunk. All the coconut flavors are really good. I have white chocolate raspberry. They have um, the white chocolate mint. Basically, they're like shamrock shake version of it. They've got that as well. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, this is the promo code I use when I order them. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And now for your second listen, it's Locked On Saints with host Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold. Pivotal offseason. NFC South, what's going on there? He's going to be breaking it all down for you to know what's going on with the team, keep you informed. That's how I stay up to date on everything. All right, so the Pelicans, <laughs> I'm laughing again, it's a defense mechanism. Not in the best spot, right? Like not the best you know situation for the team right now with Brandon Ingram out, with CJ McCollum out now. So they need to also make some other changes. Even if one of those guys was still out, they need to make some changes, it feels like. Tony Snell in the starting lineup, that ain't the answer. Like that's not it. And I'm wondering if it should be a guy like Jose Alvarado. I know that Willie Green really does like his change of pace off the bench, that he comes in and kind of gives you this boost of energy. I think you need that with the starters in this game. And the other thing, as I said, you need someone to get the ball to Jonas Valanciunas. Well, that is a guy like Jose Alvarado. He's probably right now the best passer on the team if you're not factoring in Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. You know, I'd like him to have a chance at starting. I don't know if that's going to be what ultimately happens, but I think we need to see way more of him in this game, certainly. You know, they aren't, again, you know, the backcourt for the Charlotte Hornets is a little bit undersized, not in LaMelo Ball, but in a guy like Terry Rozier. And he's going to be out there getting significant minutes, and you compare some of those minutes together along with uh, a guy like Jose Alvarado, and maybe you're not at that size mismatch that's been bugging them, I think, and one of the reasons they've been kind of holding him back. So he is a guy that I certainly would like to see get significant minutes in this one. Again, you, you're not going to win this game if you don't have people that can pass the ball well. Herb Jones has been doing a lot of this too. He's been bringing the ball up the court. He's been kind of the first action offensively, the guy that makes the first pass, that kind of initiates everything. That's worked. It's, I think, hurting him a little bit on the defensive side of the ball. He's hitting a little bit of a rookie wall. So if you can take some of that offensive stuff off of his plate and let him go back to doing what he does best, which is just be a you know a terror on defense, I like that idea a little bit more. Although I like how they've been slowly trying to bring him along offensively. But you got to win this game, and that means you need to kind of highlight your strengths. And again, I think that could be with Jose Alvarado in the starting lineup. You need guys that are going to play defense, right? 
You know, I wonder if you need to scale minutes back for Devontae Graham. I don't want to see him in the starting lineup in this one. Maybe as a revenge game in him, that would be cool too. But he's been struggling and defensively, he's been just flat out bad the past couple of games. So I want to see players out there who are really committed to the defensive side of the ball in this one. Don't even get me started on just the energy from the team. That's been lacking the past two big time. And you, re- if you don't come out with a sense of urgency in this one, you know, it's one thing to miss shots. It's another thing to turn the ball over and just play lackadaisical defense. If you do that, I'm going to be pretty upset. And we might be having an angry cast on Monday. You need to kind of figure that stuff out. Again, as we talked about in yesterday's show, right? Control what you can control. You can control your effort. That's what we really need to see. And I think that just means changes in the starting lineup. I think, you know, a guy like Tony Snell is going to come out, put in some of these guys that are hungry. You saw what that hunger can do for players and get them to outperform. Look at the Orlando Magic. These guys are fighting for their NBA futures for roles next season. Take that kind of approach with it. Play with a little bit more desperation in your guys. And I think that could lead to some good things. So I'm hoping we see some changes in tonight's game against Charlotte. But look, it should be the Jonas Valanciunas show. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We'll be back on Monday to kind of recap the weekend, talk about the games that were, and get you set up coming for the rest of the week and the season, really. And now for your second listen, Locked On NBA. Locked On experts covering the biggest stories around the NBA every Monday. Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. I'm there every Wednesday. It's a really fun show. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all on Monday.